Welcome to episode number 10, where I talk with a fellow dietitian that has a passion for helping her clients understand their hormones and make the necessary changes through nutrition. She goes by Nutrition with Amy on Instagram and on her own website for nutritional consulting services. I gotta be honest here. Every time she spoke, my insights were jumping with joy, saying to myself, yes, this is so good. She clears out the clutter in the nutrition world and fad diets and using food as a way to cure the body for certain ailments. Her message is all about listening to your body while understanding what the heck is going on. And that, my friends, is tough. She also gives a great definition on the difference between a dietitian and a nutritionist. And yep, there's a difference. So let's get started. Why don't you introduce yourself and tell everyone who you are and what you do? Yeah. So my name is Amy Kreese, and I am a registered dietitian. I do have a nine to five where I am a clinical health coach for a primarily diabetes app. And also on the side, I have my own business called Nutrition by Amy, where I work with people one-on-one depending on their concern, what they're trying to work on. And that's something I created within the last five months or so. And it's been a really nice mix and been really fun so far. Awesome. Um, that is so cool. So you have, you work for a uh, diabetes app? Is that, is that what you? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It's a startup. Or it's about five years old. And I chat with clients um, on that. And then I decided uh, before I had that job to create my own business where I get to do things, um, you know, be my own boss there and be a little bit more specific with what I'm working with people on. I love how both jobs that you're doing or entities are just kind of um, virtual. You know, it's like the new coming of the nutrition education. So super cool. Yeah, it's easier. It's much more convenient. I, I feel like healthcare will eventually all become virtual because it's so much more accessible to people. And if that makes people using healthcare more frequently, then that's perfect. Right. Cut down those barriers, right? Because exactly. <laughs> make, make the connections with them. Wow. So you also just kind of started something new uh, with your own within the last couple of months, too. Yeah. I have been thinking about it for a while. And COVID um, happened. And I thought, well, let's have a little bit of extra time on my hands. I'm at home a lot more. So might as well take the plunge. That's right. And I think what really won me over for you is your uh, reel where you have so fresh and so clean and you're cleaning the foods. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, you, yeah, make... you know, I don't watch those again too often. <laughs> you make some great reels, too, by the way. You're you're funny. <laughs> I did actually spray a little bit of the cleaner on the ice cream container. Oh, my gosh. But oh. that's, that's fine. That's okay. That's, fine. that's okay. <laughs> It was real. That is so funny. Yeah, you definitely have a good sense of humor that you can see in social media as well. But you also give great information, sound nutritional advice. I love it. Uh, What's your favorite postings that you like to have out there? Oh, that's a good question. I, I always love talking about thyroid health and stress or cortisol as far as hormones go. 
it's, it's always been a passion of mine. I previously have had a job where I worked in lab testing. And so I got to see all of these numbers, all this information as it relates to the thyroid and cortisol regulation. And I became a super nerd in that. And so whenever I get the opportunity to do a post on the thyroid or talk about cortisol, I soak that right up. Yes. Um, that is one of my favorite things, too, that I see with your posts because it's it just breaks it down. You get good tidbits of those information on telling everyone the basics and why they need to know it. So I get a lot of questions about people wanting to get their labs checked. What kind of labs should they be getting if that is something that they want to get checked? Yeah. Um, so hmm, it really depends on the person because labs are, it's hard because you can go to your doctor and ask, for so many, and then there's always which ones does insurance cover and whatnot. So if I were to say lab that everyone should get tested, I would say getting the thyroid tested, and there's multiple markers within there. I think I have a post somewhere where I talked about five or six markers that I recommend people getting tested at least once just to get as much information as possible. And then next time, if they were to get something tested, it would be less of those markers, just the ones that are out of range. But when it comes to the thyroid, the most common test that people get done is something called the TSH. And it's the speaker phone. That's what's telling your thyroid how much thyroid hormone should you be producing? How hard should you be working? But it only gives a little bit of insight into the thyroid where we want to actually see well, how much of those thyroid hormones is your body making? And so it's that speaker phone, that TSH that we want, but we also want the actual thyroid hormones as well. Okay, good. Um, do you see a lot of when they get their results back, is there a lot of change? Or sometimes I feel that they their tests come back normal and then we have to go to plan B to figure out what else is going wrong. Do you see many clients have a lot of changes within their test results? It, it depends. Um, you know, I'm looking at someone's labs from a dietitian's perspective, not from a doctor's perspective. So I use a narrower range when I'm looking at them because I'm going to be picky. You know, I, I want them to feel as good as possible, even though it might show up within the clinical range and the doctor may say, oh, it looks good. I'm going to be picky and see maybe it could be better. We could optimize it. And so a good amount of people, I will see some of the numbers off. And, but then at the same, same time, we'll see a lot of people where we're, they're expecting something to be off with their thyroid, and it's not. Yeah. And they're kind of stuck. Well, you know, I'm gaining the plate. I really thought it was my thyroid. But weight gain is a symptom of so many different things. And that's why working with someone like you or me makes it so much easier because someone there to direct you, okay, let's try this out, let's try this out and see what may be going on. Right. You hit the nail on the head right there. I like how you're a little picky because a lot of people do get them back and they're like, well, my doctor said it was normal. So that is so good to hear that you really dive a little bit deeper and uh, make that range a little bit tighter so uh, we, we can see some results and help our clients because it's tough, isn't it? Going on the roller coaster of of gaining weight. Exactly. And somebody, you know, is being told, well, everything's fine. It looks fine. But they're having these symptoms. It's 
so discouraging. And so many people have been in that hole. Maybe it's they have their digestive issues and they get all these tests done and they're told everything looks fine. But if someone doesn't feel right, feel fine, there's something else going on. Right. Um, so when you take those clients, what are some maybe of the first steps that you tweak within their healthy habits to kind of get it back to normal? The biggest thing I tell people, which is actually my favorite thing to tell people, is to eat more. And I see this with women more than men, especially women that are active, is, you know, if they're thinking about weight or they're thinking about health, they might not be eating enough food to support the stress in their life, their activity, etc. And I like to call the thyroid the drama queen of the body because it reacts to everything, and it does. Um, But it reacts to under-eating, it reacts to stress. And so more often than not, I'm telling people, well, maybe we need to make sure we're eating enough, even eating enough carbs, too. Yeah, so much good information. You're just busting every diet myth there is. (laughs) I could nerd out on this for for weeks. (laughs) Weeks. And have you seen a lot of good changes within your clients? I have. I have seen numbers improve. Uh, of course, you have people where we try a lot of things and we're still not seeing things budge and maybe it requires extra lab testing. But it's also determining what the underlying reason is, whether it's under eating or not getting enough of certain nutrients can slow down thyroid function too, like zinc and selenium. So it's a matter of telling people, well, let's eat more salmon. Let's, you know, add a lot more variety with their food, et cetera. So, I mean, the biggest thing is we get to the underlying reason. And once we are able to figure that out, it's so much easier for them to see success. You are so good. Now everybody knows why I had you on. So you could share all this good (laughs) information with everyone because it is, it's like the constant battle that I feel like many females struggle with, especially as they get older, wouldn't you say? Yep. Yep. Um, things don't get easier. Well, some things might get easier as we age. Yeah. Could be wrong. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, when, you know, especially when women have, you know, before they have kids or after they have kids and have these hormone shifts and hormone shifts make everything else shift. And a lot of times down the road, we see more issues with thyroid health and it, we see it in women way more often than we see it in men. So I, I, I would say I mean, women over 30 or even women over 40, I think, should get their thyroid looked at in depth just to check and make sure everything's all right um, on a regular basis. Sure. And, you know, there's a lot of other factors besides food that kind of play into different keys of changing it up or down too. So probably changes a lot as we age. Exactly. Stress. I mean, stress will fluctuate. Um, We're in the, we just bought a house last week. And I, I, my poor husband, I joke to him um, that my, my poor thyroid is probably suffering. (laughs) My stress levels are going up and down and it's, (laughs) it's been a lot. (laughs) That stupid drama queen in your body that is just making a mess of everything else. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess I should probably have, have said that we are just Instagram friends and <laughs> we don't know each other personally, but any dietitian out there that um, I make a connection with 
on social media, I'm like, yay, I want to be your best friend because go dietitians. <laughs> we should have our own conference right. besides the one that I think that they made virtual this year. Fancy. Uh, I've never gone to that, but we should have our own social media conference post COVID where we all get together, eat, have some wine. That sounds perfect. I love it. You're located in sunny California and I had to look up and make sure that I had the time right. You know, at Pacific time. Oh, okay. (laughs) Connections everywhere. I love it. And where are you located? I am located in Des Moines, Iowa. So who knew? Yeah. Um, what brought you into nutrition? I think like many dietitians, the love of food <laughs> is probably the, the biggest driving factor. I have always loved food. Um, my mom was a nurse and it was always more health focused. And so I think that created a little bit more awareness in me. And then on top of that, I was an athlete since I was, five or so I swam for gosh 16 years or so wow and so I would always think about you know if I eat this will it help my performance if I you know do this or do that will I have more energy will I be less sore so I always liked that sciencey part of it yes you were in tune with it at an early age for sure my poor siblings I used to try to make healthier recipes by using the most random ingredients that they wouldn't eat my cookies for a while. I've perfected it now that I'm much better at baking, but there were times where I was the only one that was just my food. Yes. Um, I'm the same way. My poor husband, I think, experimented too many times on on them, and now I think I... Maybe I've ruined it. Hopefully not. <laughs> but I get you on no, that. No, 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 no. <laughs> Yeah, mine will ask, is this regular flour or not? <laughs> right. <laughs> I make him guess. <laughs> what do you feel like your food journey has gone along the way? You know, you just were talking about making healthier recipes. And from then to now, what's it look like? Hmm. There haven't been a ton of changes okay. as far as when I started as a dietitian to now. The biggest thing for me is I've always had underlying digestive issues and there were times where I would try certain diets to see if they would, you know, alleviate any digestive symptoms that I would have. And I guess with that, I found there were periods where I was accidentally more restrictive because I was nervous that something would cause more bloating and whatnot. And I've kind of learned the last couple of years that not being as worried about the symptoms and eating pretty much everything has actually helped a little bit more. Um, Symptoms aren't 100% resolved, but I find that going on a more restrictive, like a low fiber or a high fiber diet does not work well for me, that it's more encompassing even more food groups. And I found it just works for me. Wow. Yeah. You're just, you're figuring it out as you go. That's interesting that as you pull out the range of the foods that that could, that's the key for you. I love to food too much to to limit certain things. So, you know, you go online, even as a dietitian, I mean, you see it, there's so much information out there 
that sometimes you question, like, should I be on this particular way of eating because someone said it really helped with uh, bloating or whatnot. And then you might be open to trying that. And then you realize, well, you know, we're all different. We all respond to different foods, different ways. And so, you know, no one should really eat the same. So true. Um, You know, just with like gluten-free, that was kind of a fad almost where everybody thought, oh, I need to be gluten-free. Gluten's bad. But that was people for people who were not able to tolerate gluten. And so that was kind of a big thing. You have your leaky gut, uh, bloating that I see information that you uh, post on. And those are kind of becoming like trendy words too, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> and I I always get some responses when I post some of the more I guess, controversial things too. Uh, because I'm so in the middle about everything, like nothing is black or white. You know, some some people going gluten free for like certain autoimmune conditions, fantastic results. You know, for someone else, avoiding gluten is the last thing that they need to do. And so it's just a matter of understanding that there's all these things out there and all these hot terms, these fad diets. But it's not going to work well for everybody. It might work well for someone, and that's fantastic, but it's not going to work well for everybody. So true. And that's why I think it makes our jobs a lot harder because it's not a clear-cut black and white. There's a lot of gray where, you know, well, this hasn't been studied enough or this doesn't work for this person or uh, we kind of sometimes retrack our steps and in, in recommendations we've had in the in the past even too. Um, it's just ever changing. And some days I'm just, I don't know, I get, it's a lot. And I know it's a lot for other people, um, when they're looking at nutrition, cause there's so much out there, whether it's an influencer or a registered dietitian or a nutritionist, which those are different by the way. So, yep. <laughs> uh, oh gosh, I know. do you, do you want to take over and, uh, Tell everyone what the difference is. <laughs> I would love to. Okay. Um, I I probably talk about this once a week to <laughs> friends or family. Okay, great. Um, so, you know, the term nutritionist doesn't have anything behind it. doesn't have anything to back it up. Um, anyone can really say, I'm a nutritionist. Whereas to be a registered dietitian, there is a four-year degree required that's in nutrition. There is a long and really expensive internship with, I don't even remember how many supervised hours within certain aspects, like clinical community. That's about, you know, 10 months to a year. You have to pass boards a specific exam to then get that credential of registered dietitian. And where I think you and I see a lot on social media or on Google is people that are nutritionists, but maybe don't have any background or it's a hundred dollar certificate that they got from an online class. That's not going to cover everything that we covered in, you know, five plus years of nutrition school. So it gets kind of dangerous because it's hard for people to tell, you know, a dietitian versus nutritionist, 
I'm, I could call myself a nutritionist. And so, you know, sometimes I say dietitian and people almost get confused and they'll call me a nutritionist instead. So it's almost like we should take that term and just keep it to ourselves and become nutritionists, but then no one else can call themselves that. <laughs> so hard. Let's see. Yeah. Oh, you did such a good job on that. Uh, yeah, it is so hard. Do you go by RDN, Registered Dietitian Nutritionist, or do you just keep with the Registered Dietitian, RD? You know, I don't mind adding letters to my name, but I think I usually go with RD. Yeah. It's tricky. kind of sounds redundant a little bit, too. It's like adding a random word. And I know I think Instagram it has me titled as a nutritionist, so I don't think you can say dietitian. Yes. It's so tricky. Does California have licensure? They do not. Okay. I wish they did. Uh, I was in Minnesota before this, and they did require licensure. Okay. What were you in, in Minnesota for? So I'm from Wisconsin, and we both lived in Minnesota for many years. Uh-huh. It was just about a year ago that we thought we've done our time in the snow. Let's go live in California. Oh, good. <laughs> well, you're a Midwest girl, too. Yay. That's awesome. Love the Midwest. <laughs> Did you go to school in the Midwest? I went to Penn State. Okay. So East Coast. Nice. Woof. All over. I've hit it all. I've, I've hit every coast. <laughs> so how long have you been um, in California then? Just about a year. Okay. How do you like it? The weather is, <laughs> yeah. It's, I like waking up and it being sunny 99% of the time. And you still get the weather shifts. I am embarrassed to say, but I've had to wear really fuzzy warm socks at home. And I have a rice bag that I heat up in the microwave and hold on my lap because it's it's 50 degrees in the morning. I don't think our apartment has any insulation. So it feels like 50 degrees in the apartment. Oh my gosh. 50 degrees is like, woohoo, I can put my light jacket on, you know? (laughs) Not the heavy we've, we've lost our Minnesota coat. We've lost it. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry to go off on a tangent on there with that, but um, oh, you're fine. Yeah, there's uh, definitely a big difference from dietitian to nutritionist for sure. We we are also nutritionists, is what we want to say, isn't it? Yeah, yes. we we can call ourselves that, but anybody can almost call themselves that too, right. like uh, a rectangle square thing. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good way to way to put it. So good. Is there any other tidbits that you want to to share for for us? The the one that always comes to the front of my mind is people listening to their bodies. And it's something that I I don't have any kids, but kids are very good at. They they know when they're hungry, they know when they're not hungry, when they're tired. They they're really good at listening to those those cues that their body is going to give them. And as adults, we kind of lose track of that. And the best advice I can give anyone is listen to your symptoms. Listen to your cues. If something feels off, investigate it. You know, find a professional, uh, whether it's weight-related or energy or digestive. No matter what it is, it's a valid symptom. And I always think it's worth investing. And often it may be a simple shift in food, stress, or sleep. But, you know, a lot of times I don't think symptoms are validated enough. 
or listen to. You know, if someone's really, really tired, that's a sign that something's going on. Yes. I think that would be my biggest one. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Um, just the other day, my kiddo, I think my eight-year-old was she didn't finish something. It, I can't remember what it was exactly. It was something like sweet and yummy. And I was like, you're not going to finish that? You know, and then I thought, yes, eat like a kid again. She's full. Her body's <laughs> telling she can't have it. But I feel like as adults, you kind of, your mind makes the decision more so of like, I need to have, I need to finish that serving of ice cream or whatever it may be. So yeah, listening to your body, your body should know. Kids are so smart. Yes, yes. And eat like a kid again, for sure. I love that. Enjoy food like a kid again. Right. Life is too short to not to enjoy it or to delete a food, favorite food that you have too, wouldn't you say? Completely agree. Yeah. Um, us dietitians, we like to eat too. We're not the food police. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> um, can you tell everyone where they can find to connect or follow you? Yeah, of course. Think about that for a second. So my Instagram handle, that's what it's called, is at nutrition by Amy underscore RD. And I have my website linked on that page as well. Great. And all your good posts about leaky gut or bloating or cortisol, hormones, thyroid, and just some really good reels too, if you if you want to yeah. check her out. So you're the, you're the professional deal maker. You, you're the professionally that. made. I don't know about that. You hired someone outside the home that's doing it. <laughs> They're that good. I thank you, but uh, I'm not sure about that. I did get some a comment that someone said that they were like, oh, I love your reels. And I was like, that's the best compliment. Just a little compliment just makes you feel better. It, it's hard uh, putting yourself out there sometimes. What do you say? Yes. I still don't feel comfortable making them. Um, I'm an introvert, very much so. And so filming myself goes against everything my body wants to do. Yes. Yes. Uh, it's just tough. Ugh. Um, I have some closing questions that I thought I would start doing because if I, when I listen to a podcast and they give those questions of just randomness, I like that. <laughs> so I'm going to do it too. <laughs> Okay. Deal. Uh, if you were in a TV sitcom show, what would it be? How I Met Your Mother. Okay. See, I feel like this is this is telling a lot about you. You know these little questions. Okay. Next one. What is one food that someone has said a dietitian eats that? Ice cream. What is your favorite feel-good food? Ice cream. Ice cream, yay. If you were to have coffee or lunch with anyone, who would it be? Mm. This week, I would have to say Julia Roberts mm -hmm. because we have been on a Julia Roberts movie marathon. Fun. Um, best or latest book you have read? I'm a huge fan of Jodi Picoult, and I recently read, an, I think it's an older one of hers, it's called The Pack. Okay. That's kind of for my own personal use because I always need good recommendations for a book. <laughs> it's deep. It's, she always has controversial topics, Ooh, that's but you never know the ending, which is what I love about a book. So all of, I think I've read all of her books. Okay. That is the author for you. I'll have to check her out. I think I read one a long time ago, but I need to get back into that. Oh, so much fun. I have enjoyed 
all your nutritional information and education that you have brought and just getting to know more about you. So this has been a lot of fun. And I was a little scared to even like say, hey, do you want to come do this? Because it's just me. So thanks again (laughs) for coming on and talking with us. I appreciate it so much. Of course. I was so honored. I was like, did she message the wrong person? <laughs> oh, so Was funny. it me? <laughs> A big virtual hug to you. So. You too. Okay. Thank you, Amy. Bye. Bye-bye. This might be one of my favorite talks so far because we talk about so many topics that are confusing. Understanding hormones to diet trends and so much more. Amy hits the nail on the head when discussing these topics. And yet... She gives realistic advice while keying in on the science. Ugh. A fun talk I hope you all enjoyed. And thank you so much for listening to the Daily Dietitian Podcast.